0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, however, wherever, whenever you're listening. This is the Root for Wisconsin show, episode 93, coming at you from the Mean Your True Value and Riverwood Gallery Studio in DePierre, Wisconsin. I'm host producer Eric Fisher. Joining me solo this week, Sean Klosterman. Sean, how are you doing, buddy? Doing good. How are you? Little Highway 22 crew. Sean probably will join us later for picks. I don't know if they'll be out yet, though, either, because it's Monday and we're recording early because of college basketball season, so schedules get all messed up, but here we are. So, you probably just heard from us. We, you know, I can check the listens, and most of you haven't even listened yet, because it's Monday. We released so late last week, but anyway, episode ninety three coming at you right away after ninety two. So, a couple things we got to go through, as always. Partners over at Monkey dot com and the app Monkey Knife Fight. Go ahead, play the contest. Yesterday probably would have been a good day if you're, you know, you kind of play the favorites, right? So you got to go. Uh, Aaron Jones is an easy favorite for the Packers. He got two touchdowns. Uh, Yesterday for the Commanders, if you go McLaurin, that's a safe pick. That was a touchdown. So that would have got you three. That would have won you the two-and-a-half multiplier if you played the touchdown dance. If you're playing the yards, the more or less for the yards, for the quarterbacks, that would have been fun too. But it's just a way to make these games a little bit more bearable. Put some money in your pocket. And then also... Raise Energy, repsports.com, code ROOT4, R-O-O-T, number four. 15% off any order. Raise Energy. New flavor dropping tomorrow. Don't know where it's going to be yet, but new flavor drops tomorrow. Check out their social media channels for what that new flavor is going to be. Also, while we're talking about it, shout out to Mason. Uh, four Poison Springs will drop in a couple hours from now as the plays will be edited tomorrow morning or today, I guess, this morning. After the podcast, we'll probably delay it a little bit just so we can put the podcast out. And then we'll do the Four Plays of Springs all on Tuesday. Huge Tuesday for the Root for Wisconsin mm-hmm. show page. Huge Tuesday. So, all in all, stay or pay attention to our social media channels, Four Plays of Springs, and the Root for Wisconsin show. And we'll keep you updated as much as we can. With that said, time to talk sports. Talk some Wisconsin sports news, whatever. That is brought to you by Fanatics. We're going to talk about what we had rooted for. Brought to you by Fanatics. Hashtag college football frenzy. Last day of that hashtag right now, even though we can show your love for your team all season long. Another fun week in college football. Games all over the place. A couple upsets here and there. So show your love for your team. Tennessee Volunteers red hot right now. Wisconsin got another win. We'll talk about that a little bit more in the episode. Hashtag college football frenzy brought to you by Fanatics. And Sean, I'll let you go first. What have you rooted for in the last like three days?
1: Well, I, no, I wasn't on last week, so um, I think the week before was we were going to the Dells and we had a great trip at the Dells with Mark and Hannah and fiance Carolyn. So it was just a fun, fun little getaway. So, I mean, I'm sure most of our listeners, because they are in
0: state, but we're a Wisconsin show. We talk about more than just sports. Why don't you paint a little picture of what
1: Wisconsin Dells brings and what you guys did? Uh we stayed at the wilderness, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Checked out the water there are three water parks in the wilderness, checked them all out. Found one we really liked, spent a lot of time in a lazy river. There you go. Which was always fun. Um We had some very good breakfast at BJ's and then um Cracker Barrel. Okay. First time I ever went to Cracker Barrel. It was very really? good. Okay. Very good, very good. And then we checked out Devil's Lake State Park, which was beautiful because fall colors were yeah, absolutely devil,
0: amazing. Devil's Lake State Park, if you're coming to Wisconsin, if you're not from the area, even if you are, a must see in the fall. I mean, mm-hmm. really all year long, but must see in the fall. Uh, you know, if you don't feel like doing the hike, which I probably wouldn't, but. Yeah, it's <laughs> the hike, actually. But sucked. if you don't, you know, at the very least,
1: go check out the pictures or get your steps in for the day, for the week. But there, there also is a very easy there's a lot easier hike right along the water so you don't have to go straight up like what we did on top of the hill sure but it was yeah because we had to do that on the way back because carolyn rolled her ankle and (laughs) wasn't able to i'm not laughing at her i want to be very clear wasn't able to go back the other way so and we were all pretty we were all feeling pretty good in our in our legs well that'll do it but so other that, it was a very, very awesome trip. At the very least, give it a Google. Some
0: very yeah. picturesque views. Or do the hike. Like I so said, get your steps in for the week or the day for healthy people. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I
1: think we put on 16,000 steps each day. There so, you go. That's not bad. Oh, and we checked out the zoo, which was an awesome zoo to check out. We got to feed giraffes, feed kangaroos, pet kangaroos, pet giraffes. There you go. Wanted to feed the tiger, but couldn't get close enough. Ah, that's too bad. Too bad, so, that was disappointing, and, um, we, and we couldn't see the penguins because penguins—it was too cold. How, it was, it ma- what? makes sense that it's too cold for penguins, right? That's almost noogie worthy, right? How, how, the, they live in cold. These were the ones
0: that are the African penguins. Yeah, the African penguins. Ah, I suppose that'll do it. So that's too bad. Mm-hmm. Well, my root for I'm going to bring it back to the sports world here. I don't know if you guys have been watching, and probably not, because I'm apparently the only person on our podcast that likes baseball outside of Sean. But the MLB playoffs have been a blast, specifically the Philadelphia Phillies. It gives me a little bit of joy in the fact that the Brewers were like one game out from that spot and the Phillies are now going to be playing for the World Series. Yes, it kind of sucks in that sense of like the Brewers are close. I don't you know obviously you don't know how they match up you know these the offense that the Phillies bring, I don't think it would have made or would have put the Brewers in the same position that they are. But like I said, just an absolute blast to watch them right now. Bryce Harper is playing out of his mind. NLCS MVP, Reese Hoskins, Kyle Schwarber, you know, just the offense. Gene Cigar, former Brewer, uh, with incredible defense. He had a hell of a night game three, on no, game four on Friday night. Uh, So just an absolute blast watching them. Um, And really, just the MLB playoffs, even if you don't have a dog in the fight, the MLB playoffs, I think, are one of the best things in sports October baseball right that's what I'm saying just if even if you don't have a team like the World Series coming up is gonna be the Astros and the Phillies and you know say what you will about the Astros uh you know with the cheating scandal or whatever but they keep bouncing back they keep playing at an unreal level year in year out they're always around and Phillies made some noise they took down the Padres and no the Giants or the the Padres beat the Dodgers Yes. Uh, the Phillies took out the Braves, yes, that's the defending world goal. champions, yep. um,
1: and the Mets too, didn't they? Because mm-hmm. so, they beat the Mets in the playoff or the one-game playoff, didn't right. it
0: was in that? No, best of three.
1: Best or of best three. three playoff. Um, but
0: just incredible to watch just how that w- works out the whole MLB postseason. Also a second root for Ty Majewski once again uh, getting a win in the round of eight race. His second straight win, his second win in the round of eight. So he was already in the championship four, but now he's double in the championship four. I wish it worked out that way where it took a spot away, but it mm-hmm. doesn't. No. Um, so he's going to Phoenix as a very you know, as a very good, you know, he's kind of made for a track like that. Um, and probably, and I shouldn't say probably, the hottest truck in NASCAR right now. Uh, so him and his teammate Ben Rhodes are two of the four. So Thor Sport Racing in Ohio, shout out to them. And again, shout out Tamajewski. Second career win, both coming in the round of eight. Good luck at Phoenix in a couple of weeks. So. Because how many how many races are left? For the trucks, it's just the one. It's just Phoenix. Correct. So they he, will not be racing at Martinsville. So it's two races left. So
1: he wins at
0: Phoenix. He's champion. Whoever finishes best in that race, I believe. Whoever finishes best is how the, the playoff e- structure. Even with lead laps and everything, or I I'd have to ask Ramsey on that. Okay. But I think if he wins, he wins. Yeah, of course. If he wins, he wins. Yeah. So, really rooting for him, but we'll probably talk about him more in a couple weeks when that gets a little bit closer, but just shout out Ty Jeski. And with the positives come the negatives, we got to talk about the Tyler Hero Nugget of the Week, and that is not sponsored, but if you're a business out there and you want to sponsor it, by all means, here is your spot. <laughs> Tyler Hero Nugget of the Week, and my Tyler Hero Nugget of the Week is going to be the NFL slate as a whole. Now, we're going to talk about the Packers pretty extensively here in a few minutes. Yesterday's slate of games is probably one of the toughest to watch slates all season. And I I think it's best summed up by Damon Amendola, CBS Sports, tweeting, the early slate is like watching a toddler smash Tonka trucks together for three hours. Which, you know, you're sitting there, you know, here in Wisconsin, we're watching the the Packer game. And pretty intently, there's no other game on at that time because of local market restrictions or whatever. Um, But with that, you know, you're sitting there... And you're watching like your fancy team on the apps, and you're kind of checking out the scores in the bottom ticker. It just was just miserable football. Uh, the the America's game of the week, which would have was Chiefs Forty ers That was a pretty decent game. Uh, it was a high scoring game. So, end of the game of the of Steelers Dolphins was pretty good, but didn't really maintain interest in that one either. So just and a e- tough. And even
1: even tonight's Monday Night Football isn't really.
0: Yeah, just a tough week for the NFL, which you're gonna have. Uh, doesn't help that the Packers lost in my book, because then you're sitting there and you you know you're really kind of losing focus on on the games you don't want to watch the other games because so you're a little cranky. But all in all, just a rough slate of football. Sean, what's
1: your nugget of the week? Um, can we go with Matt Ryan? We can go Matt Ryan. I want to hear yeah. what you got. Um, he just got demoted to third string quarterback. Also in that early strain, uh, yeah. string games yesterday, because yep. of all of his struggles that have been going on with the team that really should be a lot, better. a lot better than what they are. I mean, their defense hasn't been doing crap either. But you can't, you don't score, you can't, you can't win.
0: That's absolutely true. I mean, we see that with Green Bay. Limited, you know, seven points in the second half is not a good strategy to win yeah. football games no. and. I didn't realize this until yesterday, but the Seattle Seahawks, approaching almost the halfway point of the season,
1: are first place in the NFC West. Which is insane. That's dumb. Did Did you see the thing at the start of um, the Packer game yesterday? That the four teams that made it to the conference championship last year are all three and three? I don't think it was all four teams. Yeah, all four. Oh, 49ers? Rams, yeah, true. Packers and Bucks, we're all 3 and 3, which was kind of crazy. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. That is wow. It just shows a new new breed coming in, I guess. I don't know.
0: Well, and that and there's a couple factors with that. Now, Ramsey was on this podcast last week saying that there's no true parity in the NFL, but any team can win any any given week, which is a weird way to break it down. We kind of talked about that yesterday where uh, cause we watched a game with him and uh, some of our friends yesterday where any given week, any team can win. and that's I think I think that's the definition of parody personally. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're sitting here and the Packers have lost now three straight. They start the season three and one, now three and four, lose to the Giants, the Jets, and the commanders, all in very ugly fashions. but again, it just kind of proves the again, any given Sunday, any given whatever. Not looking forward to next week's game in that capacity, but...
1: Yeah, but knowing the Packers are going to them out and beat the Bills. That's what we all said yesterday, I, I mean, too. I mean, that's... And I'm kind
0: of hopeful for that, you know, as a fan. But at the same time, I mean... And we'll talk about this more later. This is the first time, I think, in Aaron Rodgers' career where he's opening up as a double-digit dog. But, like I said, any given week, anything can happen. So, you know, you're seeing this, and I think you're. this is kind of just a a play out. That the college kids are getting better... The talent evaluation is getting better on all levels, from high school to, to get recruited in college, from college to be drafted, and even some of these undrafted gems that you find. So there's been a lot better work
1: on that front too, and so and athletes are just better now. I think you got to give a shout out to the scouting department of all the teams. Oh, and, for sure. And everything that way, because this is just something and it blows my mind um, every time I hear
0: this or say this. Cam Newton, great. He's not starting the NFL anymore, but Cam Newton was bigger, like weight, height, than any super or any player in the first two Super Bowls. And that includes the offensive lineman, and that mm-hmm. guy was playing quarterback. Yeah, that guy's an MVP at quarterback. Yeah, in our league, we have guys like Josh Allen, who's kind of that same build, doing the same thing again, on that same par of being bigger than most offensive linemen.
1: Now fifty Defen- some years ago. Offensive linemen, defensive linemen. I mean our our safeties are some safeties are almost as big as those offensive linemen. Yeah, and which, that's which wild is crazy. To me. So the the human
0: evolution and and growth of athletes since like I said, we're at what's well fifty seven this year, I think, something I think like that. Something like 56 that. Fifty six maybe. But that's where we're at as a human species. In those 50 years, our athletes have gone that to that level. You know, we sit here and for up until about 100 some years ago, maybe less than 100 years ago, the four-minute mile was impossible. Now we have 100 meters in less than 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to run less than 10 seconds, of uh, over 10 meters per
1: second. In order to just make it on an Olympic team.
0: Yeah, just... Wild, and,
1: and you're not even guaranteed to get first at that at that time.
0: Yeah, a- absolutely insane. So, all in all, like I said, my nuggie, um you had or you had Matt Ryan getting benched and injured. So Which that, shout out? Shout out
1: Sam it. Ellinger from University of Texas, Oklahoma Hook 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 Horns. Even though they lost this week too, yeah, but it's because they didn't have Sam Ellinger. I, I they don't o- they that. only had the guy that Quinny worse. Yeah that signed, he was one of the first guys to sign an NIL deal wasn't he
0: yes he actually quinn ewers declared early and re what is it he left high school early he graduated high school early that's and right. reclassified that's right to make NIL money and then he transferred from ohio state to texas yep so good on him i guess you know yep. it worked out texas longhorns are still 5 and 3 but really bad loss for them
1: uh this last week so and and then their backup quarterback now is going to be Nick Foles. Of course it is, <laughs> right? That's exactly what I.
0: Thought. I'm just amazed. Like credit to Nick Foles for just having like the new Doug Peterson. I really think, just a guy who's going to play on any team that hires him, he'll be a backup. He'll be a decent backup for you. If he has to start a game or two, great. But he's fine holding that clipboard. He'll make his million dollars for the year.
1: He made so much money from. From the Rams, wasn't it? Who signed him after the Super Bowl? The Rams? Yes.
0: I'm pretty sure. It was. No. After he won the Super Bowl? Yeah. Uh, it was the
1: Jags. Oh, that's right. It was the Jags. But yep. he made a
0: lot of money from the Rams, too. He made a lot of money. Because from he the had team. a good, like, four-week stint mm-hmm. where he was... After he got traded from Philly. Yep. But anyway, so... Time for the What's Weird Wisconsin story or Weird Wisconsin web story. Whatever you want to do with the, the WWW segment. And this time we're going down to our state capital of Madison, Wisconsin, Sean. And I really wish I would have seen this before we recorded last week, but I think the news came out the morning after. Madison Native wins Wisconsin Grocers Association Bag Off Contest. Okay, you gotta explain this. <laughs> so, I mean, it kind
1: of is exactly what it sounds like, the grocery bagging. So is this like, what was the movie? What was the movie with um, the comedian? I, that, that's um, very broad. <laughs> employee of the Month. Yes.
0: So, this is exactly like that. <laughs> so, here's a story. This is coming from WMTV in Madison, Wisconsin. Wisconsin Na- or Madison native won the Wisconsin Grocers Association bag off contest Wednesday night. Gabby Doers, who works for Metcalf's Market on Westtown, won the bag off contest in Appleton, Wisconsin. Doers will now go on to represent Wisconsin in February and compete in the National Grocers Association Best Bagging Championship in Las Vegas. If Doers wins in Las Vegas, she could win $10,000. Bag off judging criteria includes speed, proper bag building technique, style, attitude and appearance, number of bags used, and uniform bag weight, according to the WGA. A Metcalf's market employee has won the Wisconsin Bag Off for the last three years. Jeff, Jeffrey Glasgow, who works at Met, Metcalf's Hilldale. That's a weird word. Hilldale. It should be Hillsdale. Naturally, you know, just kind of. I think it actually is Hilldale, but. Anyway, sure. took third place in the WGA bag off. So yeah, the the Wisconsin Grocers Association bag off, and there's the National Grocers Association bag off for ten ten grand to bag grocery
1: bags. Why why is this not an Olympic sport? Can, I can, don't know. Can we put this into the Olympic Olympic Committee? This I would watch this if this was on TV. This is something for like the Ocho, like that August eighth. Yeah, it's like
0: the oh, the Kennel Club. Remember when we yeah, were watching that at
1: at, at Andu- were we at
0: Anduzy? We were at Indoo's before <laughs> on my birthday for the wedding that yep. we went to. The Kennel Club Flyball. That was a that's an exhilarating. That, that sport would be too. a per- perfect I wonder if I can find this on YouTube. This is terrible <laughs> podcast content but I am I am curious now.
1: <laughs> this this has to be exhilarating, right? Yeah. Who I'm okay, it's bothering me. Who's the comedian from that movie? I have no idea. Oh, Dean Dean Cook? Oh, yeah. Do you, do you remember remember what movie I'm yep. thinking about now? Yep. Because I think Jessica... No, not Jessica Simpson. Jessica Biel? No. No, it was Jessica Simpson. I just looked it up here. Fantastic.
0: Well, you know, as you were looking that up, I also found the NGA bag off. Tough search, by the way. <laughs> Took, like, three times, like, different searches. There's one video from 2008. Crappy graphic. You know, like, very bad visual. Back, back of the room. Back of the room, very blurry camera. But there is one video of it on YouTube after three searches. But the NGA bag off, it was kind of, exa- like, the, just the movement. Yeah. And I'm I'm curious how they judge
1: it. You know, we saw the qualifications, but... But from what it looked like, it didn't look like they scanned it. They just bagged it. Right. Which, I, I get it's a bag off, but that's not... I don't
0: know. Well, because you think someone's scanning it, so what they should do... And maybe they do this now, because this is, what, 14 years later? As, right. as we're sitting here looking back almost 15 years later. What they should do is they should have somebody sliding it to you.
1: Like, so it was that, coming that would down. Make, that would make more sense. Because then or, you
0: have to really think, because otherwise you can, like, plan it, you know? Yeah. You can plan the
1: table. If it's just sitting on the table, oh, I can do that, 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 that. Right, it's like what? Tetris, basically. Mm-hmm. But but they should have someone sliding it to you in real time. That would be, that would be more Tetris,
0: wouldn't it? Well, sure, but you can't plan it out like this mm-hmm. the person's just sliding it at whatever will the person put it in the cart, so you gotta have you know some Joe Schmo give him a couple beers and put him up there, okay, like, hey, bring this grocery cart and put stuff on the thing. And
1: that'd then, be exhilarating, and then you gotta throw a thirty pack of beer on top yes that that's <laughs> that'd, how you that'd be the way that to off.
0: that's how Wisconsin should do it. I don't know if the national one should do it, that's how the Wisconsin one should should do their contest. That'd
1: make the most amount of
0: sense. NG or Wisconsin Grocers Association hit us up. I talked to Rachel from Pat's Market. I'm sure she knows somebody I can run this to. And Pat's Market can sponsor this <laughs> this conversation. So, shout out Rachel, hit us up. We'll we'll talk business. Um, <laughs> all right. Anyway, so plenty of stuff around sports to talk about. So, as mentioned, uh, we'll just real quick cuz the brewers aren't really playing anymore but baseball season still going on world series matchup is now set houston astros versus the philadelphia phillies the philadelphia phillies with former brewer gene sucker i believe martin maldonado still playing for the astros so so. there will be brewers representation there will be a former brewer that wins a world series uh, ring this year all in all i'm very excited for this world series i think it's kind of nice to get the phillies in a just they're red hot right now and again if you get a chance, first of all, Fox broadcast Fox Sports Baseball is one of the premier especially when it comes to playoff like and the World Series specifically. The broadcast angles, the cameras work, the mic work, they usually have the bases mic'd up is second to none. The World Series just the television presentation is incredible. But on top of that you have a red hot Phillies team that just really cannot lose right now. No. They've. I mean, their pitching is pretty good. Um, Zach Wheeler had another incredible year. Uh, They've still got Aaron Nola who's still playing. I didn't
1: even realize he's he's still playing. He's pretty young though. It feels like he's been around for forever though. And wasn't when they played the Phillies that was the first time in the playoffs a brother brother versus brother, right? Yes, the Padres Phillies Austin Nola
0: versus Aaron Nola, Uh, which was which was a
1: cool which was a pretty cool thing. Yeah.
0: Corey Lejoy, the Ray's energy guy. He's at WWE tonight. So, uh, but yeah, Eddie, like I said, just a blast. Uh, and Dale Jr.
1: All right. Well, they got to be in North Carolina then, right? Yeah, they're in Charlotte. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, makes most amount of sense. So, all in all, just
0: check it out. Like, you know, October baseball is the best. The World Series is second and I am going to miss Joe Buck, though. I know that's probably an unpopular opinion. Joe Buck, when it comes to baseball, yeah, say what you good. will say what you will about his football broadcasting. I actually think Troy Aikman was kind of holding him down. I think Joe Buck is an incredible broadcaster for both. But Joe Buck for baseball is second to none. For TV, anyway. I'd mm-hmm. probably pick Bob Uecker, just yeah. Wisconsin bias. But Joe Buck, when it comes to TV, baseball is the cream of the crop. Yeah. And there's just something about you know you and watch. What, why is he missing it? He's working for ESPN now. Oh, he's working. Not... Oh, he's working
1: for ESPN. I didn't even know that.
0: because um, he's not on Fox anymore with like the because mm-hmm. him and Aikman went to Monday Night Football.
1: I got you. Uh,
0: but it's not going to be the same. I mean, they've done a pretty good
1: job. Smoltz is still really good. Yeah, I do. I do like Smoltz. Smoltz. Smoltz brings another aspect to it, like what Tony Romo did I, in football. I think.
0: But genuine I, I genuinely love Joe Buck and baseball. There's just something, you know, you think of as much as I hated it that two thousand eleven World Series with David Freeze in the home run. You think of all those like I remember, remember watching watching that night. You think of all the Red Sox, uh like David Ortiz with the walk off against the Yankees and like the fifteenth inning and that th- the first ever three 0 comeback in the old four yep. season. Um you know, his patented line that he used from his dad, we'll see you tomorrow night. Having to adjust it because that game went, like, into 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. out in Boston. We'll see you tonight yep. for game four or game five at that point. And I'm sure they will do a great job. I'm going to be watching it. Starts Friday? I believe so. I'm going to double check on that as we kind of talk through this here. Do we
1: have – oh, can we do that? Can we do that as our one of our picks? I'm sure we can do that, yeah. Can we, can we do just Do we uh, wanna just do game one or are we just gonna do the series
0: as a whole? I, I think we'd just do the series as a whole. So it will be it will be Friday night, seven oh three Central. First games in Houston. Starters have not been announced yet for pitching. You gotta imagine it probably be Verlander
1: versus Wheeler though. Verlander Wheeler, Verlander Nola. Probably something something like that I would think. Which I think both both parks are hitters parks. Should be plenty of offense. Plenty of offense. Minute Maid Park and Citizens Bank, right? Phillies. Mm. That was it for a long time. Yeah. I'm sure and, it's still that. It's probably still that. But those are, I think, both good hitters' parks, and I think we're going to see a lot of offense. And we've seen a lot of offense in this playoffs, honestly. Uh,
0: specifically from the Phillies, too. I mean, the last two games... Game five was a four to three win for the Phillies, but I think almost all the runs were home runs, if not maybe one or two that weren't, including a big Bryce Harper game clinching home run late in yep. that game, bottom of the eighth. Right. Uh, Saturday night's game four was a ten to six game, so plenty of offense there. Four to two on Friday for game three. All in all, I mean, you re- yeah, it is still Citizens Bank Park, by the way. Okay. Um, just really exciting. Like I said, you know, plenty of offense. I can't imagine. I'm imagining that the Astros are going to be favored I would think betting. So.
1: I would think so, seeing as I'm pretty sure they were the number one seed in the AL. Or what, no, no, weren't um, the Yankees? or The
0: Yankees were, yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure. So
1: I think they were number two. But it's not like they're the Phillies where they came in and uh, had to be in one of the play-in games.
0: I thought the Astros played a play-in game though too. Well, because they don't do like the w- the one-game playoff. I they don't. have like the first, the lower four. So let me. I'm just gonna get the odds here while we kind of talk about them. We'll pick it at the end. Yeah. Uh, the Astros are the favorite at minus 185. The Phillies are plus 150. So, I'm not sure. I you know I, first so of, of all, if I'm betting this, I don't want to touch this. No. Because no. I could see this really going either way. Personally, the Astros are undefeated in the playoffs including a very tough three-game set, or ended up being a three-game sweep over the, who do they? The Guardians, the Cleveland yep. Guardians. But all those games went long. All those mm-hmm. games were extra in games, including that 14-inning, 0-0, no, 18-inning, 0-0 yeah, game. Uh, the Astros were a plus 800 World Series odds at the start of the season, or at the end of last season. The Phillies were plus 3,500. And, and if you would have bet on them at the start of this playoffs they were plus three thousand. So I, th- I think they're the hot team that Atlanta was last year. Yeah. That's the thing about baseball is because it
1: Philly's first time since two thousand nine? With Halliday and Oswald and Chase Utley, Ryan Howard. I think you had Shane Victorino. Yep, flying Hawaiian.
0: <sighs> that was, that, a, was a, that was fun a very team. good team. That was a Brad Lidge. That's I'm right. I'm pretty sure it was yep.
1: around. Yep, because Brad Lidge is who got the strikeout on Eric Hinsky. That's... Oh God, he was still playing. Right. Jesus Christ, he was bro. a brewer at one time, wasn't he? If he was... I think, I he think was it was drafted by the Brewers. It, no, I think he was a Brewer after after the 2009 season. I don't know. I'm going to have to look that up. But oh. that's probably the only podcast going to talk about Eric Hinsky. Unless he's on one. <laughs> yeah, unless he's on one. <laughs>
0: He's from Wisconsin. He's from Manasha.
1: Oh, that's what it is.
0: Uh, he did not play for the Brewers. Hmm. Thought
1: he did. thought he did.
0: He played for Toronto from 06 to or 02 to 06, Boston from 06 to 07, the Rays 08, the Pirates 09, the Yankees 09, the Braves 10 to 12, the Diamondbacks 13 to 14 or just for 2013. And then he was a coach in the Cubs, Angels, and Diamondbacks teams. Three-time World Series champion for Eric Hinsky. right? I didn't realize he had that good of a...
1: Good for him. He br- didn't didn't really have a contributing factor in a lot of those, but he's still a three-time World Series champion. Three World Series and an AL Rookie of the Year.
0: Can't ma- matter about that. Menasha nope. High School.
1: Shout, shout out, Eric <laughs> right for
0: <Rufo>, Wisconsin. <laughs>
1: if you, you want to wanna donate to donate to us, hit us up.
0: Yeah, hit us up. We'll, <laughs> we'll gladly name a segment after you, too. The Eric the Kinski-Menasha High School... Menasha baseball, whatever, just let us up. We're yep. always willing. <laughs> All right, so looking around, kind of going around the state. Uh, Bucks basketball is underway. The Bucks are two and zero
1: again. Yeah, it don't matter.
0: No, me. it doesn't. You know, and I am so glad that we as a, a fan base, as a, a team for the Bucks, matter. We're you remember for so long that this would be the only part of good Bucks basketball in our mm-hmm. lifetime. It'll be the and start of the season. And now we're just like, eh. Talk to me again in April. Talk yeah. to me again in March. Maybe Christmas Day. You know, because they're gonna get they're gonna have a Christmas game again. Mm-hmm. We'll watch Christmas Day. Yeah, but
1: so don't the Packers play? Do the Packers play in Christmas? They do. Or they, yeah, they play, play against Miami. Yeah, on so Day. everybody's gonna be watching the Packer game instead of the Bucks game. So yes,
0: yeah, so talk to me again Christmas Day. Talk to me Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and then talk to me again in April. Yeah. Unless something drastically wrong goes, and now I will talk a little bit of Bucks news. Uh, they did make news today where The Athletic was reporting, I believe it was The Athletic reporting, that the Bucks are in on the Jay Crowder sweepstakes right now. Uh, as he has voiced his displeasure for playing in Philadelphia, or not Philadelphia, uh, Phoenix, oh. and wants to move on. Um, it would be nice to see him back in Wisconsin. Jay Crowder is one of those guys where if he's not playing for your team, if you're like actively rooting against it, pisses you the bleep off. Yep. But if he's on your team like he was a Marquette Golden Eagle, if he's on your team, you love him. Kind of like how Deli was yeah, back in the exactly. day, or Grayson Allen. Now, he's one of those guys where it just pisses you off time and time again. But if you have him on your team, you love him having him around.
1: He's one of those not really, I wouldn't call him a dirty player, but just one of those those gritty players. That's a good word for that.
0: Gritty, in your hard-nosed.
1: Face. Oh, who's the guy from the Spurs that was always good on defense? Manu? No, not Manu. Bruce Bowen. Oh, yeah. He was I, th- t- I thought you were going to say Tiago Splitter, and I was going to come no, across no, the table no. and throw
0: hands. I hate that. I hate that son of a bitch.
1: No. Um, Bruce, Bo- Bruce Bowen. Because he was the guy that was, I would I would consider one of the first 3 and D guys. True, yeah. Because he was spot up in the corner and just let everybody else and lock up your best guy. That's true. So that would be a nice get for
0: the Bucks. I really mm-hmm. think so. You know, obviously... Money-wise, would it work? or? Uh, I mean, the NBA doesn't really matter. Yeah, and it, you got the luxury tax and whatnot. But yeah, because...
1: I believe that it would. Didn't, didn't Golden State go like $175 million? Yeah, the, or... the,
0: you just have to pay a luxury tax, which the Bucks owners are willing to do. Yeah. So the the whole salary cap is non-existent. I mean, it matters a little, mm-hmm. but
1: if it, you've got owners make, who are... It doesn't make any sense.
0: No, I, I don't... Cause the NFL, if you go over the cap, like you don't, you have like draft picks and shit taken away from you. The NBA, it's like ah, you'll pay a little bit more, but it doesn't matter.
1: I'm trying. The, to f- the revenue that comes through some of these buildings is insane, anyways. So
0: yeah, I think they have a, I think they have like a sixty-nine million dollar, uh, luxury tax right now. The Bucks do. So
1: yeah,
0: what the hell. Why not at it? Yeah, exactly. Go and get... Go and go go get him. Go get Jay Crowder. And again, we'll talk in April. Also want to shout out... uh, I know we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but hockey season underway officially. Sean, you've been to a Gamblers game this year already. Uh, I have not quite yet. I know I'm going to be doing some... some hockey watching. Also, the NHL underway. No Wisconsin team, but they did have the... I think what they kind of consider like maybe like a test run. I'd have to I had to talk to Josh more about that. Our friend Josh, he was at the Blackhawks Wild game at the Fiserv. Mm, okay. Uh, big Blackhawks fan he is. I I'm more of a Capitals guy.
1: Yeah, you just like I love Obi.
0: I'm unapologetically an Obi fan. I like TJ Oshie too. And Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson's another one of those like gritty, dirty ish players that pisses everybody off except he's unless he's on your team. So, I love Tom Wilson. I love Oshi, but I love Ovi the most. And I'll fight for that, man. So, hockey underway. A uh, couple teams in Wisconsin in the USHL. You've got the Gamblers, and then you've also got the Madison Capitals down south. Always good time at the Rush Center for yep. Gamblers hockey, even if they suck. Which, this year they've been pretty good, I'm pretty sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, also, shout out Packers long snapper Jack Coco. Represented the gamblers before the J- uh, the Jets game two week two weeks ago now uh, he, and his pregame you know how they usually take like, pictures like the outfit walk of them mm-hmm. walking in long snapper Jack Coco with the gambler sweater yeah, walking sweet. in for his game day appearance so shout out to him
1: there too would would you know him if he walked into the gambler stadium absolutely or not. Gam- or into the rest center no absolutely not
0: but good for him you know. <laughs> He's making more money than I'll ever yep, make it. Exactly. He's making that a week without making a year,
1: so good for and him. What, what, what was the game at the start of the year for C- Cincinnati, wasn't it, that it shows that long snappers are people too? That's right. Because didn't, didn't they lose on... They lost their long snapper, and he, he.
0: they had to bring up like a backup, and it affected their whole game, and they, couldn't, they ended up missing the extra point that would have won them the game because the snap was slow. Yep. Long snappers matter. Yep. Hashtag long snaps matter. That's our, we're talking about Eric Kinski and long (laughs) snappers this week. If you haven't tuned up by now, God bless you. 36 minutes in, you're a trooper. Right. So, all in all, I mean, that really kind of just leaves two big topics here. And that being the Wisconsin Badgers, who did bounce back, and their first game at Camp Randall under the Jim Leonard era got a win with, a thirty-five twenty-four win, I believe. Could be wrong about that. Uh, yeah, thirty-five twenty-four over Purdue. Sean, you were the lone dissenter in that game. Granted, it was a two-point spread. So where where were you thinking on that?
1: I I just thought Purdue was gonna win. I really did. I mean, they're five and two. They were five. Yeah, I, I kind of looked at that and I'm like, oh, maybe they, maybe they haven't played anybody, but.
0: I don't know. I don't think Purdue's won in... Or I think Wisconsin's won like 15 straight against them, though, too. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. So, I don't know. I, with Badgers' struggles, I just I couldn't pick them this week.
0: So the Badgers... I mean, they got out to a fast start. We'll talk just kind of quickly here about the Badgers, because I'm sure we have a lot to talk about for the Packers. Badgers got out to that quick start, 21 nothing, First minute or a couple minutes of the game within the first even five minutes of football time. Uh, Graham Mertz is cooking Skylar Bell hit him on a 29 yard touchdown with was absolute dime from Graham Mertz less than a minute later in the game John Torchio 31 yard interception touchdown return and then Shamiri DK 3 yard touchdown pass from Graham Mertz to finish out the first quarter the Badgers only gave up a field goal in the second, or in the second quarter so it's 21-3 Braylon Allen kicks off the second half of the game with a touchdown at the 14 minute mark of the game or left in the third quarter so less than a minute for the Badgers to score again. Uh, Payne Durham gets his first touchdown. And gets Purdue on the board, and in the, or in the end zone, I should say. Uh, it's now 28-10. And then Isaac Rendo, 54-yard run, 35-10. That's really all she wrote. A couple garbage-time touchdowns for the Purdue Boilermakers. Graham Mertz, 13-21, to 203 yards, two touchdowns. And really nice to see him kind of flourishing in the new Bobby Engram-led offense, not having... Paul Christ kind of holding them back, I guess, in that sense. They've been a lot more aggressive, a lot more just free flowing, kind of rhythm football like what Mertz played in high school. So that's been fun to watch. And in those couple of weeks since coming, you know, since the firing of of Paul Christ, now with the Jim Leonard era, Graham Mertz has been one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He was literally quarterback one, according to Pro Football Focus, in that first week. I believe that was. Who they play that Northwestern, right? Yeah, Northwestern. Northwestern game. Struggled a little bit last week, but again, you know, the numbers say it themselves. Thirteen to twenty one, two hundred three tu- yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Braylon Allen also kinda of getting back on track. Sixteen carries, hundred and thirteen yards and a touchdown. Not a whole lot of action for these this team in the second half. I believe let me just look I'm gonna look at the box score. I be- it looks like the starters played the whole game, but when you're up that much you really don't yeah, You know, you kind of take the foot off the gas. As much as it would have been nice, Badgers kind of putting themselves in a good position. I mean, you're kind of hoping that they can at least be bull eligible. They'll have a pretty good game coming up, or pretty good game, um, coming up for them against Maryland. They're hosting Maryland, who's 6-2 and two this year. Uh, odds are not out for that game quite yet, but that'll be at Camp Randall in two weeks. So they have a week off. And then on the 5th, they play Maryland and then they travel to Iowa which the odds on that one are already out for some reason. Badgers are a 1.0 point favorite in that game. They'll play Nebraska, so that should, you know, you'd hope that would be a win. And then at home for the Axe on uh, November 26th to finish off the regular season.
1: Minnesota? Yeah. Okay.
0: Odds not out for that game. Minnesota at 4 and 3, Badgers currently 4 and 4. Uh, Nebraska, they really only I mean, Maryland's the best team on paper, record-wise, that they're going to play the rest of the regular season here, but Maryland led by, um,
1: so, so Tua's was younger brother, I'm going to say, oh, Tua's was really? younger brother.
0: <laughs> so, then,
1: so you're thinking they, they have a very good chance to win out.
0: They should, or at least take three out of four. And you need six wins to be bowl eligible? Correct. You need, you're, or well, some teams you can get it at five and seven, depending on who else is in. Sometimes you'll see a team get selected because you know Wisconsin travels very well. Mm-hmm. So I think five and seven could get them in, but you'd think—I mean, realistically, this is a—you know—at four and four, you would hope to be seven and five.
1: That's, that seems That's, realistic. Yeah.
0: I mean, the Axe game can go either way. Iowa technically can go either way. Wisconsin seems to have their number, although that game is in Iowa. That's always a cool, a cool
1: stadium to go. I'd like to go to that one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just for... Because that's the one The wave. Yeah, the The wave. First quarter wave. I think that's always a cool thing. So, Badgers off this week. Hopefully,
0: Justin can join us next week to talk some more Badgers. And with that, it's Green Bay Packers time. Now, as we all know, Packers had a rough loss again on Week 7. Now we're 3-4 after a loss against the Commanders. 23-21 loss. Kind of... A garbage touchdown at the end. I I mean, it was not that close of a game.
1: But what were you because you, you did you end up seeing the game? I, I watched until the pick six, okay. and that was all farther I made it. I was at a birthday party for two year olds. So, so a couple
0: takeaways one, the offensive line was rearranged because David Bakhtiar didn't play yet. Josh Nijman and Zach Thomas tackle. Um, or maybe Zach Thomas guard. No, he was a tackle. He was a left tackle. Okay. And then they did have, they only gave up one pressure, no sacks yesterday. So love to see that. Very, you know, good bounce back week and much needed bounce back week for the line. Uh, Aaron Jones, I mean, fantasy-wise, he was great. Two touchdowns. Uh, fantasy-wise. Got, got a lot of work in the passing game. Just that quick shuffle pass or mm-hmm. the whatever they the push pass. Yeah. But But some sometimes that's just a change of pace that that's needed. Kinda of looking at the numbers, um Aaron Jones still I don't think they had twelve offensive running carries. Granted they were down by nine at one point. Aaron Jones had eight carries for twenty three yards. AJ Dillon had four for fifteen, but Aaron Jones also had nine catches.
1: Yeah.
0: So I still think that's inexcusable to have only... Because A.J. Dillon didn't have a catch. So they had 21 total touches between the two backs. You're not going to win a whole lot of games doing that. You're not going to win a whole lot of games only scoring seven points in the second half. That's not a strategy to win, if you ask no. me anyway. I mean, No, gosh, no.
1: And a garbage touchdown on top of it.
0: And it wasn't really garbage. I mean, they, they scored with about three minutes left. I don't think they were necessarily in prevent because they kind of went... They went down the field very well, but it wasn't easy either. hmm And then the final play circus of uh, the attempted hook and lateral, which actually ended up going better than most do. Yeah. But I'm really curious... First of all, I guess I'm kind of curious on just in that player in particular, if the thumb injury for Rodgers did limit the Hail Mary or if they just didn't believe in the offensive line. I'm not sure which one it is or a combination of both. Yeah, because that's about the spot from,
1: like, almost from it, Ford, it, Ford Field, right?
0: Yeah, thereabouts. It's pretty, pretty close to that? Thereabouts, so it it very realistic. I mean, it was in range, I'll say. I think they said, just jokingly, it would have been about a 75-yard field goal if they would have went for
1: it. Yeah, yeah. Mason Crosby can't hit that. No. No. Maybe e- Sebastian Janikowski, but...
0: Even that, I mean... <laughs> I don't know how the weather was in Washington DC wind wise yesterday, but you'd have needed some help. Yeah. Most
1: kickers would have needed some help for that. But I I, I feel like it would have been a better shot to try throwing it up. Yeah, that's I, don't I mean, know.
0: I would have taken your bet and you know hope for pass interference, worst case. I mean worst even if you can only get it to like ten. yeah, hope for pass interference or some lateral bullshit down there.
1: Yeah, all it takes is a is a bounce off somebody and somebody's there just standing there to catch it. That's all right. that's all it takes. So I'm
0: a little surprised in that element. I think the whole world knew it was coming, so maybe that's you know you take what you can get and see if you can do some hook and lateral bullshit. had rod, I mean, you hope that's not an offensive lineman trying to get that on that sideline. Right, but it was there. Mm -hmm. I think it also was a forward pass at that point, but still,
1: it was close. I don't, I don't know if it was completely, but it was close. I did see the last play. That was
0: the false hope rally, the infamous false hope rally. It's a (laughs) baseball term Mm -hmm. that the Brewers have had a lot of. Where you know, if they're down two, they'll score one, and then they'll be at a point where, you know, they'll have like second and or first and second with one out, and then you'll get like a double player or something stupid or you get like a sack fly. So it's second or first and third with two out, you know, you really had no chance, but it was just enough to keep you enticed or bring it back to the game. If you were kind of spaced out
1: the Miami miracle is the only thing that comes to, comes to mind. There's a couple examples of it. I think of uh was that the the Duke when you're talking about or the, the no dolphins? dolphins?
0: Cause I'm thinking of like Duke did it a couple years ago. Where they had some hook and lateral bullshit mm-hmm. that worked out for me. I think, ironically, against Miami, if I'm not mistaken. but
1: Well, and what's the Tennessee
0: one? The Titan one? Music City Miracle. Yeah. Which is still hotly debated, if you actually threw it forward. Yeah, or not. yeah. But. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's not a game you, obviously not a game you want to lose. You don't want to lose any game. Uh, you know, that yeah. kind of goes without saying.
1: To a backup quarterback and.
0: See that one's a little more stomachable though, yeah. Because it's Taylor Heineke. Yeah, it's better than Bailey Zappi, right? And Zappi's kind of been a baller since then yeah. too. So you can, I mean, you can look back and you know you have the scheme. You're not exactly schemed up for Bailey Zappi at that point. You get you know get a couple crossing routes, but you know we had Packers therapy last week, and I don't really want to go down that route again. I you know we can. I'm a little at the point, you know, kind of looking at the point here, though, of where they are. I still don't think they're a total lost cause. I think it's not looking great by any means. No. And I think, you know, we're looking here where Christian Watson still, you know, he's got the, ha- the hamstring injury. We don't know what's going on with Alan Lazard right now. You know, he's still, he was out a couple times yesterday. I think he ended up leaving the game and not coming back. Randall Cobb's still out, so you got Sammy Watkins, I think, is your number one receiver right now. And Dobbs and
1: has just been struggling.
0: Dobbs is struggling. Uh, Juwan Winfrey's on the team. Samari Torrey was active yesterday, got his first catch. Amari Rodgers, going into yesterday's game had five career
1: fumbles and five career catches. Yeah. And I that, I think you gotta change you gotta change Amari Rodgers. You gotta take him out of that punt return. Oh, for one hundred percent. You you just have to. And, like, we, we were sitting at the game when he, when he muffed that punt and or sitting watching the game, and I turned to somebody, and I'm like, it's not like you can put Randall Cobb back there where you have confidence in Randall Even if he's just got to make a fair catch every time.
0: Right.
1: You, you have that confidence in Randall Cobb. You don't have that confidence in Amari Rodgers. And I don't know who you'd even... Well, I mean, you'd hope... Dobbs
0: or Watson both have experience returning. Watson obviously was out yesterday, so you really can't point to him. But I'm surprised they don't go Dobbs. I mean, unless they're just kind of using him as their true receiver too right now and don't want to get him hurt. Because even the decision-making with Amari Rodgers, and if we're going to really go into this, we might as well. Yeah, we might as well. The decision-making for Amari Rodgers, I mean, you look at the different times where he'll fair catch a ball at like the seven. Instead of taking the odds and letting it bounce, like there's no one necessarily around him that's going to down it. Yesterday, I think the only one he didn't fair catch after the fumble, which he might have just been under. Hey, you're the only person we can put out there. You know, fair yeah, catch no matter what. Pretty much. But that that play this ended up being the third to last play of the game. He fair catches. He got at the twenty. He actually had blocking. So you he didn't help out the offense there either. Had a drop uh, that would have been setting up a touchdown potentially and i think they ended up scoring i think the aaron jones touchdown was that drive the second one Uh, but he had a big drop on that drive which if he would have caught it i think he would have been pretty much gone wouldn't he well or kind kind. i think rogers put it had a high it was a high throw so he had to jump and i don't think it would have been a touchdown but it's still i mean he very realistic i think he came down with the ball like he would have landed on his feet And i think he would have had a touchdown too so i'd have to watch that back i um, not sure what plays Mason sent us. He sent us the plays as we're sitting here. So I've got the <laughs> notification, but I haven't watched them yet to edit them and put them in the TikTok form and or the long form on our Facebook. So it, it was a good, you know, like I said, I think there's hope for the team. I don't think that's as dire as a lot of people feel. But, God, you, I don't think Chase Claypool's the answer, but wouldn't that be nice? Or somebody, just just to say that you tried. D J Moore, D J Moore. I mean, I guess at this point, I guess I. I mean, you're not gonna have to give up the world for some of these guys. I don't get. At least you can say you
1: tried. You know, if it works out, it works out great. But if it doesn't, you know, whatever. You need a spark. You need somebody that's gonna be a spark for this offense. Yeah, and for this team in general.
0: And I think you know I. I think Joe Barry is so far and over his head at this point as defensive coordinator. But I don't. I'm getting kind of sick of this. You know, people saying that defense is overrated. Yes, they're not getting off the field, and that's problematic. Because, but they're also not schemed to get off the field right now. No, not really. You know, they're not blitzing aggressively. They're not forcing turnovers. Yes, they had the touch, the interception for the touchdown yesterday. They should have had the fumble touchdown. That still is a sore spot. I don't think Eric. I mean they were i mean if that was a legal contact after 5 yards it was at 6 yards and that's one where it's just it just kills you where you, that's something like that happens and then it was so ticky it wasn't even a, like i mean it was probably by definition a penalty so you can't say it was wrong but if it's that ticky tack where it's at 6 yards it doesn't pass the eye test as a penalty
1: i think that's one that you kind of yeah but you you've been bad-mouthing the refs that they haven't been getting calls right and they've been getting so i it's one of those it's one of those things you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't
0: right I mean if it helps your team out or if it helps your bet out whatever exactly it's great, but I'd probably be in the same boat where if that was you know if Washington scored on that yeah that's six yards what exactly. Do you want me to do?
1: exactly if it's if, if it's the other team other way around we're we're going. We're going with the refs, Like so.
0: That one just sucks. You know, you're sitting there and you can only... Like I said, by definition, probably penalty. Soft, not one that you like to see called just in general when there's far more egregious stuff that usually gets missed. Yeah. But if that's what they wanted to call, I mean, like I said, if it's a penalty, it's a penalty. So, yeah. uh, tough one there. There was one other one in the game that kind of was not a great... I, like, the fumble. The fumble that Matt LaFleur used to second challenge on was an iffy decision. It was a very long review. I don't know if you saw it or not.
1: I did not see
0: it. So, in short, um, the ball was coming out of, I believe, Brian... No, Brian, Brian Robinson. No, he doesn't... Yeah, Brian, no, Brian Robinson.
1: Robinson. That's the guy who got shot. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> I said that yesterday. <laughs> we were talking about James Robinson earlier, so... Yep, was, yep,
1: yep I, yep. I was
0: making sure. So, Brian Robinson running down the sideline and gets tackled ball comes starts to come out it's moving but he goes to the ground and they ruled that he was able to maintain possession or regain possession and i would have loved to see it in real time all the challenge looks were in slow motion so it looks a lot like he did possess it until savage hits it out as he's kind of bringing it back to his chest between his legs, because he had it between his legs when he regained, but he's bringing it to his chest, and then Savage comes and hits it out. Mm, okay. So I'd love to see it in real time to see if it wasn't, you know, what the actual eye speed would have been, because if you're doing stuff in slow motion, that's a little bit tough, I think, to make that decision. But if that's the decision you're, you know, again, like, I think Gene Staretor, no, Gene Staretor, CBS, Dean Blandino for Fox Sports, said that he would probably have ruled it as not a fumble. And that was the call on the field that they're not going to rule a fumble. But that's just a tough one where you're sitting there like... It, it. It's one of those ones where if it was called a fumble on the field, they probably could have kept right. it. And again, if it happens to your team, you're happy about it if it happens to the other team. Or if it happens to your team where it benefits you you keep the ball... You're happier in hell if it happens against you, where you lose the challenge because of that. You're pissed off, and I can see, like I said, I can see that one either way. Yeah. That so just two tough ones that would have been. It took points off the board. I think actually, I think both. I think both times the commander scored two. so you have that swing in points there as well. Um, I think at that point it probably would have been twenty-one-three. Well, you could have art because the Packers didn't score in that play. But it should have been like
1: 14 to 3 at that point. I, I thought Aaron Jones actually fumbled on the first touchdown. The first touchdown. Oh, yeah. It was I, close. It was very close. I thought if you, you maybe throw a challenge at that, you might get it. Well, it's automatically reviewed for the score. Mm-hmm. Oh, I suppose. I suppose. I didn't think about it that way. But, but so it, like they didn't have to confirm it, but it was close. It was very close. I Just looking at it. In slow mo, that they had it. I thought I thought it was a fumble, but maybe I was wrong with that too. So, but so that's that's just the kind of first couple of
0: takeaways with the game. You know, sucks that you're in that position where that can have an outcome in the game, or you can even say that it had an outcome in the game. Um, like I said, I think the I I'm kind of sick of the defensive criticisms because I think there's a lot more nuance to it. I think yes, the defense has struggled getting off the field. I don't think they're schemed to get off the field though either. I don't and maybe maybe they are and they're just not executing where they're getting still beat by crossing routes at fifteen yards every single I, I don't I
1: don't get how we can get beat by that every week. And I, I don't I, either. I thought we didn't or the first what I watched is I I think they were playing a lot a lot more man and then all of a sudden it's like they switched to zone and everything went to the wayside.
0: Yeah. And I, I would I would love to see if Mason, again, I don't do plays, so not making requests, Mason, but I'd love to see, you know, just what kind of adjustments are being made or if it's still just the same. Because at this point, I mean, you had your starters all out there yesterday, so it's not like you can kind of blame communication or lack thereof. At this point, you're seven weeks into the regular season. You should have synergy as to when you're passing routes off. But the problem with zone defense, same thing in basketball, zone is designed for short possessions. To force a turnover, and if it's not getting and if it's getting exploited for a longer, you know a longer slow drive, it's going to keep getting exploited. Same thing in football. Same thing. It's in always going to be somebody open. Someone's always technically open because you're not truly covered. And if you keep beat by man, you know which Jair did. It. I think he, you know he gave up the two big plays. He gave up the fourth or the third down conversion at the end of the game that ended up not being the true end of the game. He gave up that uh, the third down conversion to McLaurin and he also got beat on the touchdown but i think both of them are great coverages i mean he you sometimes you just get beat exactly and it's a good catch you know you really the touchdown to McLaurin on the sideline you really you really can't do much about that you can look at that and be like yeah he covered it damn near pitch you know perfect but it was just a better adjustment on the catch what are you going to do without putting your hands on him what are you going to do exactly so I, I'm a little bit sick, I guess, in the defense hate, towards the players anyway.
1: Yeah, towards the players, I, I, w- I would say I the hate scheme. towards the players, yeah, I think it's Joel Berry.
0: I think, I mean, you can say that the defense is overrated, which coming in the season from the expectations that we had, I would definitely probably agree with. Yeah, from the but
1: expectations, yes.
0: 100%. The expectations were that we weren't going to play pussyfoot man, or zone defense mm-hmm. either, because it's just getting exposed left and right, and I guess that's probably part of the issue, or if you're not getting home... Which, again, the pass rush I didn't even think was that bad yesterday either. It wasn't great. You didn't get home a whole lot. I think they had one or two sacks.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: But they had a lot of pressures. But it's just another one of those
1: games where you're just sitting there shaking your head at what should have been a win. There, There's no reason it should be the same thing we're getting beat by every week. No. I mean,
0: these are pro it's, football players. It's been
1: since week one week one i mean
0: week one you get beat by justin jefferson on crossing routes you get beat by justin yeah, Jefferson yeah exactly on crossing routes. But, but i mean you shouldn't get beat it's by... the same formula
1: yeah it's been the
0: same you have a, a shitty running defense or a shoddy run defense i shouldn't say it's shitty but you have a subpar run defense that later gets exposed with zone passing it was the same thing against the giants Patriots same thing against the Jets. The Patriots they got a win, but it was ugly. Way uglier than it should have been. So same same thing, you know, that's basically 4 weeks in a row where it's been ugly and 5 out of 7 weeks.
1: Yeah. So don't love that. I you know, you It it's one of those it's one of those things where a lot of these games could be flipped the other way and they could be Almost well, this team realistically, I mean, could you, be six and one.
0: You could be six and one. You could be one and six. At the same time, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly.
1: Or so we're you, in the middle. <laughs>
0: you could be two and five. I mean, very realistically, you could be two and five. You could be one and six. But you also could be six and one. I mean, and really, even the Vikings lost. Yes, it was lopsided. But it was a. Tw- it ended up being what a twenty-one-seven or twenty-one-three. I think. I think something like that. And. For whatever reason, these top teams, again, I think this kind of just points to the parody, but these top teams are struggling. Tampa Bay got beat by a Christian McCaffrey-less Panthers yesterday. That started P.J. Walker. 21-3. to three. Yeah. So the, the lower half teams are actually getting better. The top teams are kind of falling off, which I think is the, the design that the NFL kind of wants in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Or at you... least that they claim they want
1: you still got your top team, so, I mean...
0: Well, for sure. I think the 49ers are probably... I mean, granted, they lost yesterday, but they're going to be right there in January. You've got the Bengals, who look better and better every mm-hmm. week. They they were a dumpster fire at the start of the year. You've got the Bills, who are just continuing to run roughshod over yeah. everybody. And then the Chiefs are... I mean, real that's what? One NFC team, I said? Yeah.
1: You, you didn't say Philadelphia, but that's, that's...
0: I still don't buy Philadelphia, I don't to be with you, either. I don't either. I think they're playing a weak schedule, and I think they're going to have the same kind of fate the Cardinals had last year. Yeah. Where right. they're hot early on, and they're going to kind of hit that wall of the second, third year guys kind of just can't make that full season, and people are going to scout them a little bit better and the better teams that they're going to have to play a couple times a year are going to beat them. Yeah, I think so. So that's, I mean, kind of looking ahead at the Packers, again, as we mentioned earlier, first time in his career, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a double-digit underdog as they get ready to play the Bills. And I'm not looking forward to Sunday that football next week. That's the beautiful thing is we get to sit all day and just wait for the yep. – the thing, but like you said, on the you know the flip side, tra- traditionally speaking, not saying it's going to happen, but traditionally speaking, this has been a game where even in the years the Packers have struggled, they come up for, they get up, it's the Sunday Night Football, big opponent, and they go win, yeah. and everyone buys back in, and, and then and then
1: they disappoint us again,
0: like the very next week.
1: Yep. But I I I'm just yeah, like you said, I'm not looking forward to. Sunday night football. It's just I feel like it's going to be a rough one. I mean, if, the, the Bills are just so good right now on all fronts. I mean,
0: I guess their run offense isn't amazing. But you still have. But got- Josh Allen is. Although at the same time, I will say this: if we're going to kind of talk some positives here, Josh Allen or the Packers are kind of designed to beat these kind of teams. Mm-hmm.
1: I think you that's could- why you
0: get a Devontae Campbell. That's why you draft a Quay Walker, so you can have that spy. On a guy like a Josh Allen that has the speed to track him down you've got coverage that you can face with uh, Dawson Knox with again that other linebacker and then you've got a pretty if they're allowed to play the defense that like Jair Alexander wants to always play man if they're allowed to play man you feel pretty confident because you've got Stokes you've got so you've got speed with Stokes you've got Jair Alexander who's one of the best coverage corners in the NFL and Rasul Douglas is kind of making his way to that claim as
1: well. He he played very fast on Sunday, I thought. He, he always should, does, and then you should have should have had, had one interception for sure. And but then he you, dropped. And you
0: also have Adrian Amos playing center field, Darnell Savage, who comes downhill. I think Adrian Amos comes downhill from that secondary as good as Charles Woodson did. Mm-hmm. And Darnell Savage, who's just got speed, and sometimes his speed gets him in trouble. But again, if he can back or even he plays downhill very well, very aggressively, but very well. So you've got on paper where you can feel decent about this game. If it was
1: Madden. Yeah. Like if, if it, you were, if you were, if it was a simulation. Yes.
0: If you're, if you're not taking in, you know, the three weeks in a row of losses, really four weeks of bad football in a row. If you're taking that out of the things, if you're just putting this game on paper or in Madden, I feel a lot better about this. Not in real life. But no, not where current things are. Like I said, a 10.5 point underdog. This is a big... So,
1: Aaron Rodgers era, this is the biggest spread? I believe that's the the, the story I saw. Besides, you know, when, he, when he's when he been injured? I think,
0: yeah. Under him starting, I think this is the biggest spread. I'd have to double check that. And I'm going to do so as we kind of talk through this here. But... I, I think
1: I think you have... You have Jair. I think you got to have Jair Shadow digs this week. I, oh, for sure. That's I, what you should do. I, th- I think that's that's gonna that's gotta be the game plan. And I don't I don't know if they're gonna do it. Yes, it is the first time,
0: per Yahoo, that the Packers have been a double digit underdog with Aaron Rodgers starting. Oh, that's crazy. The second biggest before this point was eight and a half against the Seahawks in twenty fourteen, right before the whole run the table run.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I just like I, like I said, you gotta have Alexander Shadow Diggs because Diggs Diggs can beat you so easily. But I think he's still, no matter what, he's still gonna he's still gonna get his catches. But yeah, I but think... if,
0: if he's not beating you deep, exactly, you've got to pick your spot where or where slash how he's gonna beat you. Yeah, and I gotta say, you know, as I'm kind of reading some of these comments. You know, and I'm very curious on watching the Pat McAfee segment tomorrow with Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I think Aaron Rodgers is to blame for the offense right now, in a sense. But I also don't think it's necessarily his fault either. Where I think he's getting, you know, and that's just the kind of nature of being a starting quarterback. But I think... I truly think that the offense isn't i mean he's not helping it he's not elevating it right now, but he's definitely not diminishing it either I think he's i think he's been very inaccurate this year oh I mean for sure, but at the same time you know we he had a quote yesterday, and I'm surprised this hasn't gotten run with more. I saw one outlet I can't remember which one it was that really ran with this quote of talking about how. How problematic because he's talking down on the receivers and he's talking about how there just isn't execution aside from Jones and Tunyon and Lazard. But it's not false either. We're only seeing what ends up on TV. We're not seeing what the play art is supposed to be because that's something he talks about guys being in the wrong spot, guys running the wrong route, or breaking at the wrong point. So, you know, we're seeing one thing, but you played quarterback, you know, you're knowing where you played quarterback early on a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. But you also know that when you're in that position, guys are supposed to be places. And when you're a quarterback, especially in the passing tree, it's not like Madden where you can just, you know, scan the whole field and hit X or hit, Mm -hmm. you know, whoever's open. You have progressions. You have reads where this guy should be first. If he's not where he's supposed to be, or if he's covered when he's supposed to be open, then you got to go to progression two. And then you gotta go to three. And if guys at you know on progression one or progression two aren't where they're supposed to be, or even if that guy on progression one is doing where you know he's where he's supposed to be, but he's covered, you know, or, he, or he he slips. Confidence. all it
1: takes is a slip. Yeah.
0: And then you go to progression two. If he's not where he's supposed to be, then you're scanning the field as to where the fuck that guy is. And then if you have a crappy offensive line, which I had the last few weeks, then it's a sack. And, you know, Rodgers has been criticized for a lot of his career for holding on the ball too long. But at the same time, like I said, if guys aren't where they're supposed to be or if you're just trying to find your reader, if you're hitting the back of your drop as you're scanning and you've got a defensive lineman or a linebacker in your face already, what the hell are you supposed to do? I mean, you can try to throw it out of bounds or throw it toward somebody and I guess that's a little bit of Brett Favre syndrome where he just threw the fucker and hoped for the best, you know. I I th-
1: I think a lot of the issue that we've we're seeing this year too is Aaron Rodgers was always, you know, that garbage play where he would run outside the pocket when he, he got He's 37, 38, 38 years old, and I I think that's that's a big issue that he doesn't have those guys where the Randall Cobb game where he had nine catches, that a lot of those were that kind of play, and I don't think he's got the what do I want to say the chemistry. Well, he doesn't have the chemistry. He
0: doesn't have the guys who are experienced to who, who know who run their core route and come back to
1: the ball, mm-hmm. come back to the ball, or go go, do, go deep, go deep for yeah. the ball. even on you, we see it even on um, when he gets the defense to jump off sides too. I think you don't see the guys just running down the field and hoping. Okay, let's get a pass interference, and instead of five yards, let's get forty yards. Right, absolutely. Or let's you know, f- screw the interception that could happen out of this. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to
0: matter anywhere. We'll exactly. take the five.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. I I th- I think I think we got to do something. I think we need a spark. We need an. Okay, okay. Here's a here was a question I was asked yesterday too while I was watching the game. Do you think you think with Devontae this season goes different? That's tough. I know it's tough. I know it's really tough. So
0: I'm going to say this. I think with... And granted, you're not going to necessarily have a Devontae-esque player because there's like five mm-hmm. Devontae-esque players. But if you have a Devontae-esque player, not necessarily Devontae Adams himself, but if you have a guy who's kind of on that caliber or even a, a step below that... I think there's a much different season. Now, what I will say, though, is LeFleur has not done himself any favors either. No. Because, like we said earlier, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon combined for 21 touches yesterday.
1: And Aaron Jones, I mean, A.J. Dillon had four carries. That that should be one of those guys. One of those guys should have 20 carries. Easily. Or 20, 20 touches, 20 touches. In, it, in itself. And you, you can argue that both those guys should have about 20 touches. You. I would say you got
0: to have thirty
1: between the two,
0: and if you're At doing least. twenty-one, which again, Aaron Jones had eight carries, AJ Dillon had four, and then AJ or Aaron Jones also had nine catches. So we ran the ball twelve times. We 12 had twelve times. runs. We have twelve. But also, and credit this is kind of on the defense not creating plays. They ran four plays in the third quarter. Total. They had a three and out, and then the first play. I think they had one play in, sec- in that second drive that they had in- of their possession. Wow, which you can't have either. Like that's no. that's inexcusable as well. But you had twelve carries yesterday, twelve run plays. With what? And, it, what and it, granted, what is... I will say some of those those receptions that Aaron Jones had were basically runs; they were essentially tosses. But the same thing—you can't yeah. have twenty-one touches between the two. You need to have thirty to forty touches between the two, mm-hmm. and then, because we talked at the beginning of the season, yes, you know, Aaron, you know, having Devonte Adams is a good security blanket. It's great when you have a guy that can just get open at will and and get eight nine catches a game. Mm-hmm. But those those catches aren't have to go somewhere, you know. Yeah, exactly. In theory, they have to anyway, and you're not running the ball enough to establish the pass. You're not establishing the pass because you're not running. It's just a cluster right now. Yeah, I don't know what... what, I don't... So, to answer your question that you posed, do I think this season goes different? No. And I say that... And I say that with this. Because the offensive line was so sketchy the first... Really, first half of the season at this point. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Where... Again, Royce Newman doesn't do you any favors. You had Zach Tom not playing for God knows what reason. And you had Bakhtiari playing every other snap, based, or every other series, and he didn't play yesterday. Elton Jenkins. Did Elton Jenkins play yesterday? Yeah, he played. He was he left was, guard. Okay,
1: good. Cause, so, let's go go back. We had Zach Tom left tackle. Left Jenkins, guard was Jenkins. Josh Myers at center. Yep. Royce Newman at guard. And oh, then, Royce Newman still uh, maybe,
0: maybe Runyon played right guard. I'd, I'd have to look at the starters. I'd, I thought I saw Royce Newman on the field at one point, but yeah, I, I thought I it might have been Runyon, too. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then you had Yash Nijman at right ta- right tackle. So I think they're kind of building towards what we had talked about last week and two weeks ago. Um, obviously, Bakhtiari not playing yesterday kind of puts a little bit of a. I thought
1: Zach Tom looked pretty good, though. He did. So why let's why not? Bakhtiari, Bakhtiari healthy. You go Bakhtiari Jenkins. Myers, can you put Zach Tom at that right guard? I think you could. I, mean, I think for sure you you know you could give it a look at the very least. I mean, I mean, I think I think you got a you should, on paper you got a pretty solid offensive line. Then see,
0: I think you could argue, and the you could argue that Billy Turner being gone hurts more than Devontae Adams. Very, very much so. And yes, Devontae Adams is the the highlight player and. And gets all the attention, and rightfully so. I mean, he was was literally one of, if not the best receiver in the league for a lot of his time here, and he still is. top
1: five for sure. Top five in
0: the league. Top three with Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Okay. And you could say he was number one for the last three years. No. Easily.
1: No. It's Cooper Cup. 1A, 1B? No. All right. Well, That's that's a... that's an argument for another time sure <laughs> but
0: last year I would agree with you Cooper Cup two years ago I'd probably say Devonte. three years ago I'd say Devonte. anyway no but, but anyways 1A 1B 1 and 2 however you want to break it down was in that same conversation right mm-hmm. but then you kind of go now where Alan Lazard I love Alan Lazard yeah great human being Hell of a football player, but he pro- he shouldn't be a number one. No. He's hey, not a number one. I, he's probably we, a number three. Exactly. I. <sighs> he's James Jones 2.0. And I've said that for a long time yeah, now. Yeah, I know what you have. He's James Jones 2.0. And James Jones was a hell of a receiver. I love James Jones. Mm-hmm. Another great person, great receiver, great career. Very dependable. Good at getting open when he's not the primary focus. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, third down, great threat.
1: Cause didn't when Lazard first got drafted, right? Yes. I think, I Question? Think, Maybe. I think. Well, within his first couple years, weren't we talking about moving him to tight end position just because of how well he blocked? We
0: talked about that last
1: year. I mean, I mean, last year too. And now he's your number one receiver. That's... Yeah, we talked about moving
0: Zard to tight end like last year or two years ago. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, because after Robert Tunyon got hurt. Yeah. So. And now he's your number one receiver. That's. He was an undrafted free agent, and originally signed by Jacksonville. Mm, okay.
0: And then later was picked up by the Packers in twenty eight December of twenty
1: eighteen. Okay.
0: So, it just doesn't make sense that. So that, that kind of goes back to what I'm saying. is, if you, you don't necessarily need Devontae Adams, but you need a you need a go-to guy. And if you're going to put all that on Sammy Watkins, who's not played 16 games in his career, it's a terrible decision by the front office. Yes, 100%. If you're kind of banking on a combination of Sammy Watkins, Romeo Dobbs, and Christian Watson being that quote-unquote one, I still don't like that, but it's no. a little more. It, it's not really even stomachable. No, but because none of none of those guys are number one receiver I, yet. I I think Christian Watson can be receiver one if he lives up to what we saw in college. Now he's got to get healthy first, and I think that's why they're being very cautious with the hamstring right now because it's a soft tissue injury. It's gonna nag yeah, all year yeah, anyway. Listen, listen to Kevin King.
1: Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <Kevin>. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but I I. I don't agree with you that he's going to be a number one. I think he has the potential to be number one. He does have the potential, but I I think he's MVS 2.0. He very well could be. We I mean, truthfully, we have yet to see. Exactly. You
0: know? He drops that first... Catch against the Vikings and it reminds you of
1: MVS. <laughs> That's true. It
0: also reminds me of early Devonte Adams. Yep, Devontae Adams, I, I don't know, you know, Devontae Adams truthfully. I mean, we were talking about cutting him and keeping Jeff Janice and Jared Aberderis at one point. Yes, which is absolutely insane. So that is something that, I and mean, that was a very realistic, like, it wasn't even like a hot take. Like, that was a very realistic conversation. Mm hmm. And it was the drops, it was the fumbles, it was trying to do too much at the start of his career. Sure, and then he put on the muscle, he put on, you know, the NFL speed and it got better. So it's not that hot of a take to say that, you know, him and Dobbs are I mean, you see the, the... on paper and what you saw in the preseason, what you see in practice, it's there for those two to keep growing and develop into a good one too one day. Uh, Whether it be
1: a Rodgers or Love at quarterback or other, okay, but I still think you need that mentor. You need, I mean, I, you got. I guess you got Randall Cobb, but I think Randall Cobb has never really been your number one guy. No,
0: you need a true number one, and you know, not to say that you need a like a diva number one receiver, but you need a diva number one receiver mm-hmm. to command the ball, to command the offense and really just kind of show these guys you know how to play NFL football yeah. which Cobb is a very again nice guy and you can say that you know he provides a lot of leadership but at the same time you're kind of looking at him you're not expecting him to you know you're expecting them you know him to be how you be a pro so Cobb is kind of that development's you know leadership don't spend all your money kind of guy Mm -hmm. you know but he's not he's not who you necessarily you would have hoped that him and amari rogers would have gotten more growth out of amari rogers there
1: yeah but i i I think i think amari rogers is gone at the end of this year
0: yeah i'm surprised he got a flight back green bay yesterday from dc Mm -hmm. but here we are anyway and joining us for the show now, Secretary Shauna stepping in for pick time.
2: Hello. You can write these down yourself. Well, we want to get you involved. Oh, okay. Because
0: we got standings. So updated standings. <laughs> uh, Ramsey has Roof. now passed, or Justin has now passed Ramsey officially. Uh, but although Justin didn't have any picks last week, so I guess he didn't technically. Yeah, we're going to say he didn't. He's
1: DF, er, DNF.
0: Yes. What's that? Did, Did not, not finish. finish. Oh, so, Shauna's still in the lead. She grew her lead by, at this point, two games because Monday Night Football's still going. Woo! So, she is 50-45 and 45 on the year. So, if you want to win money.
2: Hell yeah. Pick with me, Shauna. boys.
0: Sean had the best week last week. He was 12-5 and five last week, obviously, depending on tonight's game. He is 47-54 on the year. Congrats. Believe it or not, I had the third best week. I was 9-8. and eight. I might have my first positive week wow so i am crawling back in at 40 and 56 so i've passed justin ramsey was awful this week ramsey was 6 and 11 i have passed ramsey down goes rams he's at 37 and 50 on the year so it's a good time (laughs) to be eric it's a great time to be shauna yeah it's a better time to be shauna if you're
2: looking to win some money go down to the casino listen to my picks Clearly, the color of the jerseys has something to say more than skill. See, I don't buy this, no. and Sean and I were talking about this too. Don't buy this at all. All right. Well, you, you try to be
0: this. Oh, I'm a girl. I pick the jersey colors and the quarterbacks that are cute. No, you know football. Don't don't pretend you don't. Because you your fancy football team is tied for first in the, your division too. I mean, so don't don't take this. Oh, I'm just a, a dainty little girl that doesn't know football. You know football. <laughs>
2: I plead the fifth. <laughs> Let's get these picks.
0: All right. So, starting Thursday night football, which is so far away from right now. Uh, but as of today, it'll be Ravens at Bucks. And the Ravens are a one and a half point favorite in Tampa Bay. Short week for both teams, obviously. Hmm.
2: I'm going Ravens. The Bucks suck. I think
1: I'm also going Ravens. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go Bucks. I'm I'm going to go opposite you guys.
2: He, they're, they're... I, I got to
1: make up some ground somehow. <laughs> All right. Probably the ugliest game. This is
0: back in London. 8.30 a.m. Sunday morning. Broncos, Jags. The Jags are a three-point favorite in this one. Oh, this, this is, is going to be peak London football.
1: This is going yeah, to be such a bad game. Um, <sighs> I'm going to go with the Jags. Yeah, I'll agree with you. What's the spread? Three. Yeah, go Jags.
2: Ugh. Uh. <laughs> Is you know, Russell Wilson going to start?
1: I we think don't I know. think he's going or er, projected to. I mean, it's to? Monday.
2: All right. Well, I'm gonna go Broncos because I have orange on That's right rad. now. That's <laughs> rad. <laughs> I am. Did orange you on see on the they Broncos took the out, they
1: shut down the subway commercial with Russell? Wilson? As no? they
2: should. They've been awful. All hey, right. Speaking of the Broncos. Getting ran all over by the Jets. All right. All right. Next game: Panthers at Atlanta.
0: The Falcons are a five-point favorite. God, this game's gonna suck too. Um, give me Atlanta, Carolina, Carolina. I didn't fully lock it in. Give me Carolina. I'm going Hot Atlanta. Yep, yeah, I'm going Hot Atlanta also. All right, Bears at Cowboys. Dallas is a ten-and-a-half point favorite.
2: Ten-and-a-half?
0: Yes. Now, the, the... The Bears are? Right. The Bears did just... Oh, well, they're playing right now. Yeah,
1: they're playing right now. So they're, they're down
0: 20-14 to 14 at halftime. No, half they're time. up 20-14. Well, to to, sorry, yes. They're up 20-14, to 14, which would be very bad news for all of our picks. Yeah, true. But they are up 20-14. to 14. The Cowboys are coming off of... A pretty thorough beating of the Lions, although that game was a lot closer than the final score ends up being. That was a yeah. 6-3 game where the Lions led at half. Cowboys come back, score 21 straight, so win 24-6. to
1: Give me the Cowboys. I'm all sticking Cowboys. Yeah, me too. I've been riding the Cowboy bus. All right, next game,
0: Dolphins at the Lions. Miami's only a three-point favorite in this one, and I think I'm going to go with them. Going Dolphins? I'm going Dolphins. Lions. Mm. Lions came off a bye week and only scored
1: six. Yeah, but that, that defense of Dallas is pretty good.
2: I'm going Tua. Give me the Dolphins. Tua. Tua.
0: All right. Cardinals, Vikings. Minnesota is a three-and-a-half point favorite.
1: Minnesota off a bye week.
2: The Cardinals look
1: Yeah, they look good, really good
2: last week. I'm going Cardinals.
1: Yeah, D-Hop coming back, or D-Hop being back made made a big difference. Yeah, I'll, uh, no, I'll go Minnesota. I'll go Vikings.
0: See, this would be one where if the spread was a little bit more, I'd probably take the Cardinals. Vikings coming off that bye week, I think, and and at home. I'm going to go with the Vikings. All right, next game, Raiders-Saints. Okay.
2: Hang on, we do this retro, so i got to turn the page
0: what do we got Raiders Saints and the Raiders are a two point favorite Saints I'm going Saints Saints they look even though that, that the, was... the Raiders had their first offensive great game yesterday Josh Jacobs had three touchdowns yep. but the Saints also looked good last Who, week who'd they, play, who'd they play they played the Cardinals on Thursday Night Football
1: that's, that's right so they're gonna look... have like the mini bye mm-hmm. that game's Yep, Saints.
0: In in New Orleans.
2: Yeah, I'm going Saints.
0: Now, the Patriots-Jets, this does not have a spread on it quite yet uh, with the Patriots playing. For some reason, the Bears had a spread. I don't yeah, know. I, I, no, they didn't, actually.
1: Brees, Brees Hall tore his ACL, I guess, Sunday, so it's yeah. just, just popped up here.
0: They did make the trade for James Robinson. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're not going to have the spread on this one. So give me the... Patriots, even though the Jets have been playing well lately,
2: I'm going Jets.
1: She keeps taking my picks. I'm
2: yeah, you should also. go with me. I am winning.
1: All right, Steelers,
0: Eagles, and Philadelphia is a ten and a half point favorite. See, so this is one of those dangerous ones where that ten and a half is a lot, but the the Steelers overall have looked bad.
1: Yeah, Kenny Pickett hasn't looked very good starting out here.
0: Although they are kind of rolling, I guess they beat the bucks which most teams have at this point. Mm-hmm. And they held the dolphins relatively in check. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still going Eagles. As much as I said, you know, a couple minutes ago I don't believe in the Eagles. I believe in the Eagles week 8. Yeah, me too. Eagles. Also same. All How right. do you
2: spell Eagles?
0: E-A-G-L-E-S.
2: Oh, thank goodness. Okay, it looks totally wrong. And I was like... You're a a teacher. I know how to spell Eagles, but it looks really wrong. And I'm like, am I going insane? I like had to check.
1: That is Carolyn laughing in the background. (laughs) If anybody (laughs) can hear. We are also laughing into the mics, too. Yeah.
2: For
0: what it's worth. (laughs) All right. Next game, Titans-Texans. Tennessee, a one and a half point favorite.
1: Oh, Titans. I hate these. Yeah, Titans. One and a half? No. Correct. Big game by Derrick Henry, I think.
2: Yeah, Titans.
0: Commanders, Colts. Who? Where oh. the Colts as a three-point favorite. Oh, Commanders. That's basically a pick them because the Colts are at
1: home, so they get the three kind of by now, default. Sam Ellinger is your starting quarterback. Commanders, but, yep. Talked about that earlier. What? Matt Ryan
0: is not starting for the Colts anymore.
2: Oh, Commanders.
0: All right. America's game of the week. I believe this will probably be it. 49ers Rams. And the 49ers are a one and a half point favorite on the road. 49ers. On the road?
2: One and That's in
0: L.A. I'm
2: going Rams.
1: This might be the toughest game mm-hmm. this week. 49ers. I think CMC has a bigger, bigger. Yeah, um, he's gonna be kind
0: of practicing in the offense. Oh damn! Yeah, can't change it. Can't change it. Yeah, it's locked in. I do what
1: I want. <laughs> <laughs> she she is writing. We do. We don't go back over this. So. <laughs> um, I didn't make my pick yet. I'm I'm gonna go Rams. Yeah. I sure pick Shauna. I see
0: how it is. All right, Giants, Seahawks. See the the a
1: A the NFC West leading Seattle Seahawks and the NFC East leading oh no never mind They're not the they're not the NFC East leading with Philadelphia, but the six-and-one Giants
0: the six-and-one Giants versus the NFC West leading Seahawks and the Seahawks are a three-point favorite at home Against the Giants give me the Giants in this one. Uh,
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Give me
0: Giants
2: Who's the Seahawks quarterback? Geno Smith.
0: Smith. Who D- was most famous for getting punched in the face by his own teammate.
2: Right. Give me Geno.
0: Yeah.
1: When DK being hurt, I don't know if he's going to be...
2: <sighs> I, I, I,
1: I waited. Don't worry. You... This is, this is cutthroat.
2: <laughs> b That was mean. Oh.
1: This is cutthroat right now.
2: Dang it. See, I missed the whole football talk and got the... <sighs> This might be the worst week yet. All right.
1: Watch. No, she's still
2: Packers, Bills,
0: Sunday Night Football. Uh, In the biggest underdog spread of his career, the Bills are a 10.5 point favorite. Heck,
2: yeah, they are. This is no surprise. Shauna is going, Bills, Mafia!
0: See, we were talking kind of on paper. (laughs) This is actually a good matchup for the Packers. A
1: Madden simulation, this is going to be a close game.
0: Now,
2: that said...
0: It probably will not
1: be.
2: Josh Allen is going to throw for 100 touchdowns. He's going to throw 1,000 yards, break every record. Because
0: it's in in Buffalo? It's in Buffalo. Sunday night football.
2: Packers are coming off a loss. Aaron Rodgers is crabby.
0: Packers. I want to go that (laughs) route. There's something in my mind where it's saying the Packers are going to win this game. I I still think they're going to
1: lose, but I think it's going to be closer.
2: Give me the Bills. The Packers are hot garbage. I'm so glad I got a new team, and they're fun to watch, and they're easy to root for.
0: And then in Monday Night Football, Halloween night, the all-orange game.
2: Spooky. Did they do that on purpose, you think?
0: I don't know. I wouldn't doubt it. Spooky. Bengals-Browns with... Cincinnati, a three-point favorite.
1: Uh, Bengals. Give me the Bengals. They've been they've been they've Same. been way too hot.
2: Same, always Joey B.
1: Joey B. and Jamar Chase.
0: Now college odds aren't out yet, or maybe they are. Let me just double check. But Badger odds, because they have the week off, aren't out. Um, well, there are a couple college odd games out. So first, we're going to do the World Series. Which the Astros are the betting favorite. So Astros-Phillies. We're going to do this two points. One for picking the winner. And a bonus point if you get the games right. So like Astros and six or Phillies and six. Or whatever you would pick.
2: No one's like favored though, right?
0: The Astros are the betting favorite. But we doing this is like a straight pick. Yeah, there's straight not, pick one. We're not, there's not like a way to... Do like spread the Astros aren't defeated in the playoffs, but, but the Phillies Philly, are, are, right are red hot. hot.
2: I already wrote down the pH for me, so uh, I'm going Phillies
0: bonus point for your your S- games seven. Ooh. She, took, she took exactly what I was gonna do. I'm gonna go with the Astros in six. I want the Phillies to win. I want that very clear. And this isn't even like Astros hate. It's just because the Phillies have been so much fun to watch. They were my root for it early in the show. Their offense is incredible. I don't know if they have the pitching to keep up with with Houston. Yeah, I, they have the starting pitching. I don't know if they have the bullpen.
1: I I I get you there, but I think the offense is going to win this win this series in a pitch in hitting friendly parts, I can agree with park. you on that too. I'm going Phillies in six.
2: You couldn't take seven?
1: No, I was going to take seven, but since you took seven, I'll take six. (laughs) So I'm going to be very disappointed if it's Phillies and seven.
2: Yeah, you'd be sad. I'm going to
1: be very sad. Big sad.
0: Two college games quick? Sure. Run it. All right. Um, Not a whole lot. of Top 25 against top 25. So we'll do Tennessee or Kentucky at Tennessee. Tennessee is a 12.5 point favorite.
1: I think you still got to take Tennessee on that one. Oh, 100%. Red hot.
2: Yeah,
0: same. And then what is my obscure game I'm going to find that neither one of us are going to have any clue on? But Sean and I got right. Marshall <laughs> came through for us over James Madison <laughs> in the upset of the week. A, because James Madison was like a 13-point favor, but also the upset of the week. Not only did they cover, they outright won. In our... Obscure game. We're gonna go Robert Morris.
1: What at zero and seven?
0: <laughs> and App State at four and three. And there's no odds on this game.
2: App
0: State. App State. Appalachian oh, State. Appalachian State.
2: Oh, App State. Yep. The App. The App State. I
0: don't remember, The Mountaineers. Did they win?
2: Yeah. They, they won a game they weren't supposed to. Correct. Yeah. Yes.
0: They beat Texas A and M. T- yeah. In week two. Do you remember, They beat remember? Troy on the Hail Mary the following week and have lost. They Ever. lost to North Carolina in Week One, and they have lost to the to James Madison, which looks like a pretty good loss right now,
1: and Texas State. Do you, rem- do you remember when they beat Michigan? Yes, that. that what is that? Oh seven. That's got to be yeah. The 0-7. seven. Fifteen years.
2: Well, I got faith they're gonna come a uh, comeback win. We're taking App State.
0: It's not a, they they won last week actually, but.
2: Okay, well, not a comeback win. They're going to start a streak.
0: I'm also picking App State. Give me App State by, like, 20. They're playing Robert Morris' 0-7. I'm going to make my own odds on this. I'm going to say it's a 20-point spread.
2: (laughs) I'm going to say App State by 17. Okay.
0: Sean, you got to?
1: App State by 14.
0: All right. So just a couple loose ends to tie up on the show before we end things here. First
2: we gotta talk our closing time bar of the week. You guys got one? Um oh. didn't Justin send us one today? Yes. Hang on. I've got it. Did he send us one? Yes, he sent us one. He that sent us was something. That but... looks it's called Scooter Scooter Tramps that's and Beer. That's not
0: what I thought he sent us. Yeah, today. that's not what I thought he sent us. <laughs> oh, but...
2: that's not a bar. That's not a bar. <laughs> that's not a bar, guys. <laughs>
1: that's <laughs> yeah, embarrassing
2: never mind wah, wah, do you wah. want to see what we're all at? scooter tramps and beer oh. not a bar um th- thanks for that justin uh, so that happened yeah well she's got a bar in the background in my defense i saw it like half
1: yeah she took a quick look <laughs>
2: Justin's got to be
0: a little more careful <laughs> in how that Secretary Sean is in the group chat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Let's see. So not a dive bar. We'll we'll go with the one. Do you want to go Plank Road or do you want to go Cock and Bull?
2: Uh, Plank Road we already did last week, Eric. Oh, that's right. That's why we went to Plank Road. You're right. So we can do Cock and bowl. So Cock and Bull in Green Bay, not a dive bar. Have you ever been? Never been there. Really?
0: Never been there. It is a four-star bar, um, extensive menu of imported and domestic beers with billiards and other bar games.
2: They really do have a lot of uh, uh, beer options. C- craft beer for being a college bar. I
1: don't like craft beer,
2: so... You'll grow up one day. No, never. <laughs> but four-star
0: reviews on Google. Uh, let's see. 211 reviews on Google total. Um they did so. The first review, actually from four years ago, says, "Man, I like a great, a good dive bar, and this is a great one. Tons of beers to choose from, including dozens of international selections I'd never heard of. Friendly table or friendly bartenders, pool tables, terrible pizza, and good specials. I can't recommend this. Yeah, just like freezer pizzas. <laughs> oh. I couldn't run this more highly to dive bar aficionados. Uh, fantastic beer selection. Another five star review. Fantastic beer selection." from many different regions easily over 50 beers to choose from staff is awesome all around great college bar with outdoor patios pool shuffleboard foosball and darts
2: <laughs> there's a one star review that says rude upon entry arrogant doorman carting 57 and 47 year olds wouldn't normally bo- wouldn't normally bother me it was sticking the foot out to trip one of your patrons as we were leaving that was really rude never been to a more unwelcoming bar Ugh. that makes sense it says it's clearly run by meatheads. You wow. know, the bouncer at the door did have a thick neck. I mean,
0: most bartenders, or most bouncers in here yeah. Bay do, because you got to be able to throw people out. I suppose.
2: Anyways, they have great specials. We used to go on Thursday nights in college for Double Bubble all night long. $2
0: Wednesday night pints. Yep. Um, one more review here. This Shout out to Marissa Michael Cavage, leader of the GBB. Nothing better than a bar that feels like you never left your living room because it got like a little couch and light like lamp section kind of against the window. Oh, so it's like a Walmart? No. Well, but
2: no.
1: Sure.
0: <laughs> you're not too far off. Um, so, yep, Cock and Bull and Green Bay on the east side of Green Bay. Great UWGB College Bar. Cock and Bull Public House, if you're looking for it on Google. Check it out. So with that, we're going to, before we get to what we root for, our rooting for in the upcoming week. Shauna informed us that she has insight on the bagging competition that we talked about for our <laughs> What's Weird Wisconsin story. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, Shauna, you said you said that you qualified for this
2: yes. when you were working at Festival Foods. Yes. So, th- what happened was they took, like, the four best baggers of uh, the people at Festival at the time, the Sheboygan Festival... And what we had to do was we had to stay after work one night. So I wasn't getting paid for it, which was a little bit of a bummer. But we had to stay after work one night, and they would send things down the conveyor belt. And, like, Festival has, whether you know it or not, Festival has a very specific way they want you to bag things. And so what they did was, who like, there were, again, four of us who... Um, bagged things and then you had to like put them in the cart all nicely and whatever and you had to do the little handle fold thing um and then they unbagged it all and like looked at it and like graded us and so there were two of us that were able to go to state and then the other two were like runner-ups or whatever and uh i qualified to go to the state bagging competition with the other lady uh from festival but i could not go uh, I don't even know what I had going on. But I could not go. So the one of the runner-ups went. So speed is a factor, but not the factor. No. Festival, to send us. So And I don't know if it's different at different grocery stores. If you work, festival, um, they were more concerned about how it was bagged than how fast you bagged it.
0: Hmm. So what makes a good bag, Shauna?
2: Well, <laughs> first of all, first of all. We had to bag paper and plastic bag. Oh. No.
1: okay. No, no, no. Keep we going. We had to going. bag
2: paper and plastic. And first of all, the best part about being a bagger is I I am very, like,
1: you like if te- you don't know you me, like, like I like
2: Tetris and, like, I'm very, like, I'm very particular, right? No. So you? people, when pro tip when you go to the grocery store and if you get a bagger be nice to your bagger send all your cold stuff together send all your box stuff together send all of your like um canned stuff together because that helps a bagger out when people would do that it was just like oh yes but anyways putting all the paper like the boxes in the paper bag and it all fits real nice and then you kind of you know Mm -hmm. shove all that in there that is just immaculate vibes um, and then what was the question I got so, off on the
0: tangent so I said what makes a good bag
2: oh what makes a good bag Um, again your meat has to be that was the other thing our meat had to be bagged in like a separate bag together and then you so can't it had to be
1: double bagged
2: double bagged yeah double but
1: your meat had to be double wrapped
2: right but it was <laughs> <laughs> don't do that kids that's how babies are made um, <laughs> no no <laughs> The meat had to be put into one of those, like, produce bags so that it didn't leak all over. And then you couldn't have different meats. So they would, like, throw you off and throw, like, some pork chops down. And then they'd send chicken right after. And so, like, if you put that in the same bag, that was, like, docked on your score. Because you can't put the same meats in the same bag.
0: So for these competitions, do they... From what Sean and I saw, they just put it all on the table. So they don't have somebody, like throwing shit at you randomly which i think would yeah. be an awesome part of this competition mm, that, that would you make need it some, way more you fun. need like me or sean give us like five six beers and just start throwing shit willy nilly down towards you
2: yeah so it was on a table like our to qualify for state they sent ours down the conveyor belt oh mm. i didn't go to state so i didn't know that it was on the table but i was ours, ours were sent down the conveyor oh belt.
1: that was the video we watched was also 2008 so yeah it might so it okay different. so maybe
2: they did it a little bit different. but yeah, they sent it down the conveyor belt and we had to bag based on that. And then you also got dock points, I believe if you had too many groceries at the end of the conveyor belt. Oh because like at festival you know how you like lean your hip on that thing to make the thing go. Yeah, if you had too many groceries down there because you were waiting for other stuff, that also docked your points
0: Carolyn, you you seem to be not in your head. were you a bagger, or are you just organized?
2: just very organized i think y'all know
0: that well we do our listeners (laughs) just just a little bit our listeners don't necessarily know that so so yeah that sounds pretty fun
2: yeah i mean it wasn't the best time of my life i was like 17 i'm like well this is kind of lame but
1: (laughs) you should have gone to state apparently it was a talent yeah what i i i feel like it would be so much more fun if you had just some some guy just putting random random shit. I that's on what there. I'm saying. Like I want it, I want it that. It would be shot. way way and better like, competition. And
2: then like a Karen yelling at you about the prices right. of milk but like, like I've said I said one day finally cuz like I was in I was tired. I think it was like I had to work the day after like a homecoming dance or something. And I looked at this lady straight in the eye and I will never forget it. I was like I am just the bagger. Like I just, I had had it and she looked at me like, oh, did you like really some say that high to me? school, you know, little whatever is saying this to me. But yeah, I was like, I am just the bagger. Like I don't. <laughs> also pro tip when you say, oh, can you check in the back? There is no back. Like, yes, there is a back of the store, but there is no more stuff back there. And if you're asking me that, cause I did, I did stock shelves sometimes on the side, uh, If you asked me to go back and check, I just stood back there. I didn't even look.
0: The audacity. So there could have been stuff in the back. You didn't check.
2: It's too hard to look.
0: (laughs) All right, and so just kind of wrap up thought here. You said that the person that you sent from Sheboygan Festival.
2: She went to the national bagging competition in Vegas.
0: And potentially could have won ten thousand dollars. She was. It's a free tri- it's I don't, a don't free know, trip but she. Yeah, is it a paid trip or? I
2: believe so. I believe she got to take her and like her parent to go because like I don't think she was of age. That sounds fun. And festival paid for her to go. Good for her. Yeah. It's just crazy.
0: We should have. Mark should have done this for Pat's right. market. <laughs> we gotta ask Mark about this one right. here too.
2: Can I have a noogie real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Because I just got two of them go ahead political text messages (laughs) need to stop you got like two weeks literally sitting here well i got one before i got here today literally sitting here i've just gotten two more i don't care enough stop texting me yep thank you have a great day that's my (laughs) ted talk
0: all right so on a positive note to end the show we're going to talk about something we're rooting for I'm gonna kinda piggyback off my what I had rooted for and I'm gonna take the World Series, like I said earlier in the show. Fox just does a baseball the best, especially for the playoffs and these premier games. I'm expecting just a blast and a half for this series. Like Sean said, there should be offensive fireworks. It you know, you have the best camera presentation in sports, honestly, and one of the best playoffs, one of the best championship series in sports. Check out the World Series sometime in the next week or two you'll be glad you did.
1: It's one of it, baseball's like we, we I think we've talked about it before, but you still have to throw the ball across the plate. You can't just run the ball out and get a lead and run the ball out and be done and you still got to throw the ball across the plate and get that 27th out. So be sure to check that. That's my report for it, Sean. Um let's go Halloween. Halloween because we got the Halloween party this weekend at our house and should be a lot of fun. All right. Less and of food, less beer. And
2: Shauna? I stole your picks. You stole my root for. Huh. <laughs> How you uh, like it? It kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am also rooting for Halloween. I was never a big Halloween person, but I am excited for this weekend. Uh, we just made 160 jello shots, so <laughs> it should be mixed up to be a great weekend in store. All right. For Shauna...
0: Sean, Ramsey, who's not here, Justin, who's not here, Carolyn, who had a small role in the show, but always very welcome. I'm Biggie, Eric Fisher, signing off. Episode 93 is in the books. We're out.
2: See ya. See ya. Bye.